Welcome to the Human Centered Leadership Podcast with me, your host, Kulmahe. I have worked in the leadership space for three decades, and now I work with organizations and leaders to develop powerful cultures of high value and performance that is built all around their people. We will interview leaders from around the world and at the very top end of their game to explore what emotional intelligence in practice actually looks like and the benefits that it could bring to any team. This is a movement to transform the way that we see leadership and to create powerful cultures where people feel seen, heard, valued and appreciated and consequently perform to the very best. Why don't you join the movement and subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to click on notifications to stay up to date with all new content. Welcome to another program here uh, where we are dissecting leadership and we're looking at what makes an outstanding leader. Well, you see, I've always said that the mark of an outstanding leader is not how good a leader you are. You know the technical stuff around leadership. It's about how many leaders you create. And we've looked at leadership with so many incredible guests over the last few months uh, and looked at leadership in so many, from so many different directions. Today I've got an awesome guest. She's a really, really good friend of mine and somebody that I absolutely admire. Sunita Passi is a celebrated Ayurvedic practitioner, entrepreneur and author. And before you ask yourself, what has that got to do with leadership? You're going to have to just listen to Sunita because, to be quite honest, she always manages to blow me away. Um, Sunita is uh, an author of the book, Doctor Won't See You Now, which was uh, something that she wrote over lockdown, wasn't it, Sunita? That's right, yes. And gave us some really good insights on an alternative way of thinking. And Ayurveda, if I'm right, is a 5,000-year-old Indian uh, healing system that originated in India. And I can't think of anybody else in the world right now who I would go to to learn about Ayurveda than Sunita, to be quite honest. So I'm quite lucky in my life to have Sunita. So Sunita, thank you so much and welcome to the programme. Oh, thank you, Carl. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, listen, we've had a conversation just before we press record here and realised that we'd been talking for 25 minutes, <laughs> just catching up. Uh, but, you know, when you have that kind of friendship where you literally could carry on talking and Sunita and I have had coffees before that have gone cold and we've had to order it goodness knows how many times because we just talk and I'm so enthralled by what she has to say. So Sunita, listen, we haven't seen each other literally since before lockdown. That was like two years ago. And you've just told me about all the incredible things that you've been doing of lockdown. Now, I think that uh, first and foremost, a, a real test of leadership is how people have responded to this incredible challenge that we've all been faced with over the last two years. Tell me what you've been doing over lockdown. A lot of us are checking in with ourselves right now. I think I think both of us agree with that. And when it all kicked off, I sat still first um, and uh, just uh, you know observed what was happening around me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a practitioner, I, you know, I work with clients one-on-one, -on -one. I'm also a teacher, I have many students, and then I'm also the founder of a skincare brand. So um, we're also working with hotels and spas and clinics and wellness centers. So there's a whole variety of conversations that were going on. And just in that moment, I just thought, actually, I could feel, you know, that this was this was something that was not going to go away overnight. And um, and really what came to me was 
that um, how can I be best of, in service, you know, during this time? Um, it was obvious that the doors were going to close on a lot of the things that we were doing. Um, then we had, um, you know, with in the early, early part of lockdown, obviously, we weren't seeing individuals face to face and in contact. And I could really kind of see, you know, people were dealing with it in so many different ways. So what burst for me during lockdown, two big things. First of all, I've been thinking about my book for years. And, I, and Cull, I always thought my first book would be a practitioner book because I've been teaching therapists and practitioners for 17 years now. You know, my training academy launched in 2005. And I always thought my first, my first published book would be for them. And actually what came out of it was because so many, um, you know, questions that were coming up were all about health and well-being. Um, it was obvious people, if they were, um, if they had certain conditions or ailments, they weren't going to be able to see their GP immediately. And I realised that actually my book is for, it's for everyone. It, it needs to, it needs to give them the confidence that actually they do have tools, uh, you know, in their hands at their fingertips. Um, and, uh, and, but it's, 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 though it's a book on Ayurveda and, and all the tools within the health system, it's much more philosophical than that. So it's, it's, it's bigger picture. It's, it's also looking at, um, uh, our reaction to things. Um, look, you know, I've talked about social media in there. I've talked about spirituality in the future. You know, it's, it's quite, you know, it's, 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 in essence, you know, more of a deep dive, but, you know, so it's not just about plants and herbs and treatments and yoga. It's all, it's really, yeah, about how to stay healthy. Yeah, it's clear to me that you've gone way beyond this. Yeah, way beyond that. And, and you, I think you're so right. And I, and I think it's the right thing for you to have done to expand beyond what you would ordinarily perhaps uh, talk about. Because there's this phrase, isn't there, health and well-being, you've just used it. And, you know, I'm working with all sorts of incredible organizations to help them to get their cultures back on track, to get the people back on uh, track and to build resilience uh, again. And health and well-being is right at the very heart of it. So, I mean, this, this, this program is all about human-centered leadership. It's all about having the right kind of leadership where you create an environment, a culture where people feel appreciated, uh, where people feel um, seen and heard and valued. Well-being sits right at the heart of all of that. So what, what, what sort of things should leaders be looking at right now, do you think, to keep their staff, to their, their people at the very best that they can be? Well, if we, if we have a look at the last 10 years and we think about, um, and we use, we use the word as we were chatting together, but it's been, it's been a traumatic experience for most people. It's been very, very difficult. A lot of their comforts, a lot of their safety was taken away. So as a leader, the first thing I would say is consider the kind of environment that you are facilitating at the moment, you know, for your staff, for your employees. Does it feel safe? Do people feel heard? Do they feel listened to? Um, you know, are you holding that space and acknowledging that actually pretty much all of your employees have been through something um, that they've never experienced before. So I think it's really important that we, um, that we are, uh, you know, that, that, that we're all part of the same collective experience and um, we have to really, really honor that. And I, I feel that has to come first. Otherwise, we're just, it's just copy and paste. We can't be the people that we were. We can't. We have to be different. We have to be different. And we've been given an intelligent, we've been given this opportunity where intelligent beings 
um, and uh, we have to, you know, we have to take more conscious choices. So that would be the first thing, and I think that's where it's good to work with um, other individuals who are who can assist leaders in actually creating that better space, in actually understanding on a deeper level what their employees have been through, in in helping them understand about, um, you know, even um, the, the basic experiences of life, you know food understanding you know how food makes a difference to our health this is all transformative it's probable that that you know a good number of leaders could do with some education around all of these things um so i think i think first it starts with them actually you know understanding and and holding that space but then also understanding what the potential tools are um, and then thirdly, I would consider that most organisations really should have some sort of wellness concepts, you know, within the organisation. So whether that be um, whether that be a practitioner who comes in that employees can um, tap into when they feel they need it, um, whether that's a, a once a week session where they hold a workshop um, where actually things can be discussed as well, because holding these within is not going to help anyone, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, and I think this is, this is all about all organizations having a health upgrade, but not in a superficial way, because it's very easy to tick boxes, you know, this in order for, in order for us to really make a difference, um, you know, we have to also authentically deliver this service. And that's that's what it's all about. I see, you know, even in, you know, in when I um, look at, um, you know, companies and people are marketing all sorts of stuff, uh, you know, and let's be honest, you know, half of it is just its words, its content. And um, unfortunately, this isn't this isn't what's going to help, you know, this isn't what's going to help the individuals working for organizations. This isn't what's going to help humanity as a whole we have to be real and we actually have to you know um actually work you know in a conscious way and provide transformative experiences that really do take people through to the other side in in a different language in a different language and an example to exemplify what you're talking about here is one of the things that we do for example is cultural audits so we'll go into the organization, we'll test to see what the culture of that or, uh, that organization looks like. Does it feel uh, happier? Does it feel that people feel safe and heard and valued and all of these things? Uh, does it feel like an environment in which people feel that they can grow and they are growing and thriving as opposed to just surviving? Uh, and and you're doing you're you're describing exactly the same thing, but from a health perspective. Uh, and I think that's so very important. And you know, there are terms that, uh, terminologies that, that are created, isn't there, and thrown about and bandied about, and health and well-being is currently right up there. Um, but I know that when you talk about health and well-being, well, of course, you're talking from a 5,000-year-old ancient tradition, you know, basis of everything that you talk about is Ayurveda. Um, I want to talk about your business. I want to talk about what it is that you've done, because you know, as a leader, you have to demonstrate that ability to be agile, to be adaptable, to bring about change in the way that you do whatever it is, whether it's the way that you look after your staff, the way you run your organization. And for you, you've been challenged as a leader over the last two or three years. So how have you 
dealt with the challenges that the COVID-19 and the whole pandemic and the lockdown uh, brought to you. And, uh, you know, your, your business, particularly the spa element of it, well, that was one of the biggest industries that were affected by the whole lockdown experience. So how is it that you've thrived through that? Because you haven't just survived, you have grown, you've, you've survived, you've taken on new new people, all, all this kind of stuff. I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, it's been the biggest learning curve for me. And do you know, Cole, I think I needed it. I think actually prior to lockdown, I was far too comfortable and I wasn't pushing myself as much as I could. And I'm not saying I'm, you know... Um, uh, you know, th- this is all I do. I have, uh, you know, I feel I have a very ba- balanced life, but I could have been achieving more. And what lockdown actually did, the first thing was, yes, all the spas closed. So, you know, our, the, 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 the product side of our business went very quiet initially because also, you know, the spas didn't know when their doors were going to open up again. So they didn't know whether they're going to be placing orders. Basically speaking, with that type, it's a B2B business. With that type of business, they'll plan, you know, six weeks in advance. So, um, you know, that's a sizable part of the income that, uh, that uh, you know, we, we obviously, you know, we weren't sure when those next orders were going to come in again. Then also training. A lot of our training is on site. So we have um, a training academy where therapists come, practitioners come and they train on site. And obviously we couldn't do on site training. So there were two things that went out the window very quickly. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And um, but what actually happened was... Um, uh, clients, uh, well, well, students started to email us and um, they said, you know, do you, we want to carry on with our training, we want to be ready for when our clients come back to us um, and also we feel, um, a lot of them were saying we really feel that they're very much ready for um, this type of treatment and this type of therapy. So then um, I developed the one of our main courses online. So we developed, so basically all of our courses are now available online. So that was a big project. And I worked with, you know, our fabulous IT company to do all of that. And that means now, so that was a good thing that came out because now it means actually anyone can access our training globally. I hadn't even thought of that, you know, prior to lockdown. And the other thing that happened was then I also got um, uh, more, uh, you know, two other uh, uh, trading providers, platforms, um, actually asked me um, to teach uh, for them um, because they were finding that, again, um, they needed to reach out to more people. um, uh, They knew of my work in Ayurveda. And um, so, so these two, so I also developed two online training programs actually for the layperson. Um, so one was an eight week introducing Ayurveda course, um, which, uh, which rolled out in the first part of the, pand- of the lockdown. And then I took people deeper. So I did another four session, developed another four session deeper course on um, living, uh, living in health and harmony, which was based on Ayurveda, but much more spiritually focused. Um, so it was for those who wanted to, you know, really go deeper. It was just, you know, and I couldn't have asked for more because, you know, coming out of it, so much more has been created and it's given me this multi-dimensional way to work. And it's also fulfilled me with greater satisfaction. The expansion, you know, there's an expansion that comes as a leader. And, and, and I've been reading a lot around this as well and trying to sort of, you know, get understand and get my head around it. And um, my conclusion of all of this, Cole, is that actually 
there is a guidance, you know, that we are, you know, we are being, you know, there is, I feel that, and I think you feel that as well, that we are guided with our work, and that um, actually when we, when everything comes together and we feel ready, you know, that actually we're then ready to create that next potential as well, and actually take, you know, take our work and grow the platform to another level. And so, you know, would I have done all of this prior to lockdown? I don't think I would because I think probably I wasn't ready and actually lockdown triggered something that, you know, made me think about it all on another level. There's an old saying that I absolutely love and I don't know where I heard this, but it said something like, and I'm going to paraphrase it, and it said, you know, it's easy to be a leader when the uh, ocean is nice and calm. It's when the waters get choppy and the storm comes in that your leadership is really tested. And hey, how true is that, Sunita? When we look around the world, uh, right from the very highest level of political leadership or in organizations, corporates, we have seen leadership being tested. And we've seen those who excel in leadership and those who really are not that good a, 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 you know, a leader uh, because these storms have tested them and they failed. Um, and it's, it's happened with some of the biggest organizations that we can think of, you know, that have gone to the wall. So I, I think that we've been through a, an incredible test. I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, you know, before then, maybe we were complacent because the world was a, a great place to be in and business might have been doing really well or, you know, you had no real challenges in your organization. Tridosha was in all the spas and the hotels and, you know, the product side was rolling in. And you had some premises as well at that time. And um, and then, of course, this comes in and it challenges everything that you are doing in terms of your, your business structure. And what you've done is just pivoted and thought, right, I need to do these things, things differently. And, of course, you wrote your book at the same time. Yeah, and, I mean, just to, on the premises, I think that's, that's a really important point. Um, you know, uh, we – so, you know, prior to lockdown, we'd, we'd op I'd opened up a – beautiful health and wellness space you came to visit and you know it was it was it was it was just such a beautiful project creatively I'd worked with a designer you know created this this really and it was the idea was to really bring all the aspects of the business into into one place and um, we were having a great year we'd been open for a year and then lockdown hit and it was very obvious there wasn't going to be anybody working walking through the door for two years and um, I, uh, I, you know, when I looked at my lease, um, there was a break clause um, coming up. So I had to make a decision. You know, if I hadn't have taken that, that then, you know, we would have been tied in, you know, for another two years with nobody walking through the door. So I just had to wear my big girl pants and, you know, and really look at it head on and think, you know, what is the right thing to do now? And also because we'd had a year of, of operating, um, I could also see that, uh, you know, we could, we could carry on uh, delivering everything that we're delivering, all the services that we were delivering actually without the venue. Um, so I don't know. Now I look back and I think, did my ego creep in? I don't know. I don't think it did. I feel it was definitely something, a journey I needed to go on. It was definitely an experience I needed to have. Um, I feel um, a lot more um, educated when it comes to understanding about my, uh, the spas that we work with and the clinics that we work with and the wellness centres and actually what their business is about. 
Um, so I feel that my relationship with those customers has evolved and grown. And I also realized that actually operating a venue is a whole different thing. You know, it's, it's another business that you have to take on. It, it, you know, it's got to have its own, um, you know, strategy and business plan and team and and uh, and um, you know these were all things that I wasn't personally um, uh, skilled in you know so I was having to learn on the job as well and um, yeah it was just I just learned a lot so whereas somebody else might have thought oh no I'm going to hang on to it you know I'm going to hang on to it I'm going to ride the wave you know we'll just crack on again but actually with that project I could see after a year that actually we could we could carry on fine without it. So, yeah, it humbled me actually. It really, I feel it really humbled me. I, yeah, I think you know we were talking earlier on uh, before we jumped on air, and one of the things that both you and I have said is that uh, the whole last two years has been a growing experience. I feel like I've matured so much over the last two years in the way that uh, not only in the way that I run my business. But in the work that I do and the depth in that work, you know, I'm doing things now with organizations, with leaders, with teams that I wasn't doing two years ago. But it feels like I've been doing it forever because it just feels deeper and it feels right and it feels very much value-based, which is so important to me. Uh, there's one thing that you talked about, Sunita, that uh, I, I want to touch upon, and I think you're really good at this, by the way. It's uh, and it's a it's a powerful leadership trait if you want to be a really good leader. I think it's relationship building. Now you're great at building relationships, and you know you've had some incredible relationships. But the way I mean, you when you and I met, and I can't even remember where it was because I feel like I've known you forever now. But we resonated so powerfully, and I remember that we met up over uh, over a cup of coffee, which ended up well, it was a green tea for me, but it ended up like two or three later, and it was like two hours in our first meeting. So tell me, what what is it about relationship building? You know, if somebody were to be listening in on this, and it's a young leader who, or maybe even a, a, an experienced leader who really struggles to build long, deep, lasting relationships. What would be the tips that you would give to them? The first thing is, is that, um, you know, when, when we grow, we grow together. I truly believe that. And to create something amazing, you know, to create an energy in a business, in a concept, in a service, it, uh, it, we, it, it will, we'll always, we'll always need to work with others. You know, it's not one person's idea that brings it to life. It's not one person's um, formulation. It's not, you know, it's, it's a collective force. And so the first thing is, and you, and you talk about it a lot, about awareness, is that recognising um, that actually, um, you know, this, this energy, it takes, it's, it's, like, um, it's, it's like a stream, it's like a flow of a stream, and it takes a different pace in, in each of us. And so when that energy comes together, collectively, we have something really fantastic. Um, so I think, you know, relationship building is about having the awareness um, that um, it's, it's of benefit to, to all of those involved to build good relations, to, to respect each other, um, and also for the collective growth of whatever it is you're creating and putting out into the world. You know, trust is a big thing as well. You know, so so many times we hear, and I, you know, I've had the experience myself as well in the early days. I had some 
you know, none of us goes into the into business not having some shady, you know, experiences. And um, I, but I feel very early on in my career, um, there were a few things that happened, and I learned quite quickly. You know, I really learned. You know, I got the message, I, and and um, so that's that's you know been well for me as as, as time has gone on. Um, but also, I never look at anything we've done and think, oh, it's just, you know, I did it myself. I didn't, you know. I, I certainly, we couldn't survive without our relationships with our suppliers. Um, our training wouldn't flourish without our students. My practice wouldn't flourish if I didn't have, you know, clients um, to support. Uh, you know, our brand, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't grow and people wouldn't feel the essence and the energy and the message unless we work well with um, spas and wellness centers. So it's, it's all a collective force. And um, sometimes I think, yeah, I think if you feel some, you know, I guess with some leaders, if you feel blocked within yourself, then, um, then that's also going to um, block your progression, I think, in, you know, in, in making these connections. And, um, and nurturing, you know, it's all about nurturing connections as well, because ultimately, you know, if you want to, if you're creating something and you want that to be left to the next generation, then there's, there's a lot of energy that goes into that. And it doesn't just come from one person. Yeah, so true. I mean, uh, relationships for me are so critical. And uh, I was talking to somebody this morning and the realization hit me. Do you know what? I actually don't market my my our services. I don't go out there and you know I've paid for the odd advert, but besides that, I don't do any marketing. So all the work that we get is actually through referrals. And the realization that I had this morning was that the reason why we're getting repeat work or referral work is because I've taken the time to build relationships. And you know when you practice and practice and practice something it eventually becomes so fluid that you do it without thinking. So for me, relationship building is critical. It's like a core value for me now. Uh, and, and I do it without thinking, but you're so right. You have to build trust in that relationship. Re uh, trust for me is like a foundation. On top of trust, you can build everything. Uh, so trust is critical for me. Values are very, very important for me. I have a, a saying that I, uh, I live by that I'll connect with like-minded people, but only ever truly work with like-valued people because it's like a next tier down. It's a much deeper tier, you know? Uh, so for me, relationships, um, so many leaders do struggle with this and so many organizations are fragmented because there's no trust or the relationships between the top, middle and bottom ends of the organization just aren't there. They're not in sync and, and relationships uh, fail in all sorts of guises, whether from romantic relationships to business relationships, they fail because uh, we haven't taken the time to nurture those relationships, as you say, because I think we can get a bit complacent once we form a relationship. If you're not careful, you can get complacent and say, hey, it's all sorted, it's done, dusted. But then things happen along the way. And if you haven't nurtured it, you haven't added strength to that relationship. I think that's what it's about. I agree. It's the layers are so much more deeper. You know, when I when I look at our, um, you know, if I look at our, our spa clients, for the most part, you know, as soon as um, we start working with them, we're with them for years. You know, there's not there's not a lot of change. Um, you know, students again because of the reputation of um, you know uh, just my training academy and 
you know, the work, this, the work, it's, you know, they come back time and time again for other courses as well. And um, it's very easy. We also talked about this. Um, it's very easy to get um, swayed into, I think, to the, um, to the sort of the glossiness of a new partnership. You know, not really considering actually, are those values the same? Is this going to work? You know, are we sort of thinking on that same similar vibration? What do we actually hope to achieve from this? And I think you, you're only really going to get that once you start genuinely, authentically working together and asking the questions. And uh, you know, I mean, at the moment, you know, there's there's another, you know, there's a, there's another evolution in 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 my business, um, and. Um, it would have been quite easy to just run with it and just go, this all sounds great, great, let's sign it off, let's go for it. But actually, I'll be working with two other people and we are actually going to get to know each other better because, you know, this will be a long-term thing. And, and um, yeah, just as you said, Cole, it's kind of like, I also feel that, that maturity and that growth and, and um you know, thinking just more, a little bit more slowly, but also bigger picture about everything as well. Because again, it's, it's a lot of energy goes into all of our relationships. And, um, and, you know, when you start a project, you, you want, you know, you want a, a long term project, and you want a long, healthy relationship with the people that you work with as well. It's all part of it. It really is, you know, and uh, and long may it continue. I hope that uh, that new partnership that you're considering, I hope that works out and pans out well for you. But you've got some exciting things coming up just before we wrap up, Salita, haven't you? You've got uh, a really exciting three-day residency in uh, Bedruthen, which I, and I've never been to Bedruthen, by the way, but I, I understand it's really, really beautiful. So I Googled it very quickly. It looks idyllic. Do you want to just tell the, the listeners, just in case anybody's interested, where they what what they might expect on this so as part of my as part of the publicity for my book i've been doing a book tour um so our beautiful spa partners have been hosting these amazing events for me all over the country and um so this one particularly will be with our partners in cornwall um at bed and it's going to be at the end of may um it's a it's a three-day event um but each day you can you can you know come and enjoy the activities um, and then you can go off and enjoy your holiday. Uh, you know, your the, the, the part, the Bedruthen is in a beautiful part of Cornwall called Morgan Porth. Um, so you're overlooking, you know, the sea. It's fantastic for kids as well. It's very kids friendly, the hotel. And um, uh, my part of this is I'll be um, uh, presenting a sort of a 90 minute presentation um, introduction, overview of Ayurveda, uh, connecting it to everyday life. Um, and then in the afternoon, I'm um, hosting a guided walk as well. So taking everyone down to the cliffs and giving them a journal. And in my in my book, there's some questions to get you thinking about your health and well-being. Um, so we'll be journaling together and just enjoying it, you know, enjoying that time. So a little bit of meditation in there as well. And um, and uh, we all get to enjoy each other's company. So that's really what's happening down there. <laughs> Sounds idyllic. I mean, Cornwall is probably one of my favourite places in England anyway. Uh, but uh, and that time of the year, I'm guessing that the sun's going to be out. So, you know, what? Uh, get yourselves down there and learn a bit more about Ayurveda. It's fascinating. Trust me, I've had the lecture. <laughs> so, Anita, <laughs> if anybody wanted to find out more about this uh, the residency, 
Where yes. would they need to visit? Yeah, if they want to just drop me an email. So uh, my name's Sunita, S-U-N-I-T-A, at try, T-R-I, middle hyphen, dosha, D-O-S-H-A, dot co dot U-K. And I will whiz you over the, uh, the information on it. Brilliant. And um, yeah, like I said, friends, family, it's, it's a wonderful, you know, few days away. And, and just like you, Cole, it's one of my most favorite places in the country. It's, and really, it doesn't matter what the weather's like, you know, no. if it's sunny, fantastic. But also, they're so used to all the elements, pop your wellies on, we'll still walk down. Absolutely. Go and splash in some puddles, I say. <laughs> we'll make sure all the uh, contact details are in the description. So, uh, guys, uh, go and check out the Sunita Passy residency. Uh, learn about the book. Get a get to deep down and with the Ayurveda and find out what Ayurveda is all about. It's fascinating. And go and enjoy Cornwall. Sunita, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we will catch up for a cup of tea, no doubt. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please do subscribe and click on notifications for new content. And of course, connect with me on LinkedIn. Take care, have a great day.